0: Hey, Dion, I was wondering, you know, you were an athlete in high school, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever have surgery as a kid for a sports injury?
1: You know, I was actually really lucky. I never suffered any injuries that required surgery, but I saw close friends and fellow athletes need to sit out for a season because of, you know, needing to have surgery and it didn't look fun at all.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not. (laughs) I was an athlete too in middle school and high school, and I didn't need surgery either. Mm. However, recently, as you know, these past few months have been really challenging in our household because one of my kids just had surgery for an injury. And um, girl, it was quite the experience, right? (laughs) So to all of our listeners out there, I want to introduce you to my daughter, Zayba. She plays competitive club soccer. And this fall, she injured herself at practice pretty badly. Yeah? Yeah. She actually tore her ACL, which is uh, the anterior cruciate ligament. For all of those out there who are not sure what the ACL stands for. That's a big one. Yeah, it's a big one. Absolutely.
1: I'm not surprised, by the way, because I, when I came to visit you guys and went to the soccer game, Zayba was like on another level. I mean, I thought I was watching the Women's World Cup. Okay,
0: so I'm not not
2: surprised. That's <laughs> so Auntie Dion. <laughs> yeah, but do you remember exactly when you got hurt? Yeah, so I was uh, at soccer practice. We were doing a scrimmage, and I extended my leg to protect the wall. Um, somebody was pressuring me, um, and then I, had, I was turning, and my foot got stuck in the mud, and my knee went the mm. other direction. Oof. It kind of... Twisted, I heard like popping noises and so it kind of gave out under me and then it hurt pretty badly and I couldn't walk. So yeah, I think that's when it happened.
1: Wow. Okay. Again, ouch. I know if that happened to me, I would have cried like a baby. The whole game would have yeah. been over.
0: <laughs> it was. I mean she's super tough. And you know, when she couldn't get up and walk back up to the car and like, I could see tears coming down her face. That's when I knew something was really wrong. I definitely got concerned.
1: Oh man, yeah.
0: Watching her go through the process as a parent and a doctor and being with her for every appointment and doctor visit, it was really eye-opening, Dion. So Zeba and I thought, you know what? We should actually compile all the little tips we gained from our own experience and share what we learned with our Ivy Drip listeners from a kid's perspective.
1: Good idea. Yeah,
0: Yeah. because ACL tears and other sports injuries from playing competitive sports, particularly like soccer, basketball, football, anything where you're like pivoting and twerking on that knee are incredibly common in this age group. Uh, In fact, Zeba was telling me that two-thirds of teenage athletes will have an ACL tear, and girls are two times more likely to have this injury than boys, which is kind of unbelievable. Wow. So, you know, join us on this episode. Yeah,
1: I do not know that. Thank you for that uh, little tidbit of knowledge, Zeba.
0: <laughs> this is the IV Drip, a podcast designed to give you the dish on health topics you need to know, but didn't know to ask. We are your hosts, Dr. Maliha Mohideen
1: and Dr. Diani Becky. For both Harvard-trained anesthesiologists and besties. Join us as we explore hot topics that are rarely discussed but can have a huge impact on your life. So Ziba, how much do you love soccer?
2: I mean, it's kind of indescribable. I would, like, I can't imagine my life not playing it in any form or not yeah. watching it. I, I wouldn't, like, I can't comprehend that.
1: I can honestly see you being pro, honestly. <laughs> You're really good. Not even joking.
0: (laughs) So Zeba, how did you feel when you found out that you needed to have surgery on your knee?
2: I felt this immediate sense of panic and I felt like my chest was like collapsing and it was really suffocating. Because you hear like all these famous athletes tearing their ACLs and they're out for an entire season. And people say that they're never the same again. So I really, I really care about it obviously. And I really don't want that to happen. Also my dad and my uncle also have gone through this process and they say like it was super painful and it really sucks. So I wasn't, <laughs> um, I wasn't feeling great about it, but as I sat with it and as like weeks went by before the surgery, it kind of marinated on that idea and began to accept it. And I kind of recognized that like panicking was never going to help. And, just staying calm through it would probably be the best thing um, in terms of pain and stuff like that. And I also knew I was going to get really good care because um, <laughs> doctors ha- like go through a lot of school and are probably very professional and do this all the time. So they're going to take really good care of me. Um, and I wouldn't be any different because they do this, as I said, every day. So how the, the chances that I would be an exception are very minimal. And you mean of something happening? Yeah, something Yeah, abnormal. Um, and as time went on, uh, I became okay with it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I know. She was really mature. <laughs> I mean, she's a firstborn.
1: I'm the firstborn, but I'm very dramatic.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's true, actually.
1: <laughs> I'm. Yeah, no, I'm, I really love your outlook about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I will say the staff at, shout out to Phoenix Children's Hospital, the staff there is just amazing. Um, We had this amazing orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Vaughn and his team, as well as, of course, the anesthesiologist, Dr. Nenad, and he did an amazing peripheral nerve block. So definitely the nerve blocks are everything. And, you know, all the nurses, you know how pediatrics is, the nurses are just amazing in the operating room and the clinic and pre-op and PACU, the PAs, they're just so kind and professional. And they really are experts at you know getting you through it and facilitating that process really smoothly. Yeah. So that was that was awesome. I gotta ask you, how did you feel about finding out that you wouldn't be able to play for nine months? That's like the entire season.
2: Yeah. So thank you for reminding me. Um Ouch. So, I'm still not used to it. I feel like every time I think of it I really get kind of teary and yeah. really sad and I watched I remember watching my brother play for the first time after I had my surgery um, and I was able to walk around on the crutches a little bit and it like was super heartbreaking and I almost cried mm-hmm. um Aww. and I guess I won't be able to play till 2025 but at the same time I again I'm accepting it and kind of focusing on working harder and harder so I can come back and be better and be stronger and get to what I can be, potentially be. Wow.
1: I mean, your feelings are, first of all, thank you for sharing that because it's super valid. And I know other athletes who get a devastating injury like this feel the same way and they can relate to you. But I also really appreciate your maturity in all of this because you have this positive outlook on everything so I'm, I'm like so proud to be your auntie right now but anyways um <laughs> i know i know but um ziba tell me you know what surprised you about having surgery now that you've gone through the experience
2: honestly it was the lack of surprise that's mm, interesting okay. because the actual surgery was not bad at all i mean it was the days after the immediate days after that really was terrible. It was a lot worse than I would have imagined. Mm. So I mean, in terms of the actual actual the actual surgery, mm-hmm. the worst part was getting the IV. Um, but it was pretty easy. It was just like getting a bad shot. Yeah. Um. And the anesthesia, I guess, was kind of cool too in a weird sense because I I always wanted to like fight uh, anesthesia because my mom's an anesthesiologist. <laughs> And so it was so cool to see how fast kind of the effects took on. Um, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's good to know. I mean, the good thing is, is
0: I always tell all my patients that. I mean, I do more adults. I do same. adults. So I always tell them like the IV is the worst part and everything is easy yeah, after the you The surgery have- was actually. I, it
1: took yeah, and exactly. I do the same thing. And, and, and adults, trust me, are probably more animated, scared, freaking out about the IV than the kids are, I swear. And it's usually the men, the grown, muscular guys. <laughs> <laughs> With the tattoos. With the tattoos <laughs> everywhere <laughs> who can't get an IV. <laughs> so yeah, I say the same thing, uh, Malia. The, the IV is the worst part. Yeah,
0: absolutely. That's good to know. And then you talked about going under anesthesia, but you handled that really well. Like you said, you thought it was really cool. Um, those peripheral nerve blocks anybody who's out there, ask your orthopedic surgeon or your anesthesiologist for them. They make a huge, huge difference.
1: Malia, let me ask you something. Um, What did you notice about Zaba after the the day of surgery? So when she was recovering, like how long do you think it took her to recover from the anesthetic? Was she loopy, goofier than usual? Like, you know, because that's a question that parents always ask us about like, how their kids are going to yeah. behave? Was her appetite different? What, what did you notice?
0: I noticed that she woke up pretty quickly. I think it has to do with the anesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had fortune. I had a great anesthesiologist mm-hmm. and, um, he did a couple of peripheral nerve blocks. So he did an adductor canal and a pop block. And it was yeah it was great so i think as a result she probably needed less narcotic and not to get too Mm nitty-gritty but she basically woke up she definitely had double vision like she was definitely loopy when she woke up yeah but
2: everything like
0: yeah she was like whoa mom there are two of you you know and but she wasn't like overly (laughs) emotional like i know in peds you can have the whole gamut yes Um, oh yeah and she wasn't overly Mm -hmm. emotional
2: you weren't teary you were just, it was just super disorienting. Like you don't know where you are, um, but then mm-hmm. you kind of like take a minute and you focus. You you go – it's like you fade in and out of consciousness a lot. And you're just trying to regain your senses. It's kind of confusing, but it's there's not nothing like harmful or anything.
0: Yeah. She had a great wake up. And I think we know this. It depends on the age group. And I think the yeah. vacuum nurse was saying to me too, she was amazing. And she was like, you know – <laughs> often girls also like they're just different sometimes like at a certain age group they just wake up especially if they have the nerve block on board like they're just a little bit more comfortable um so she yeah. had a great experience i actually thought it was great she didn't get nauseous on the way home when we drove yeah Ugh. she she did great so you know thank god we had a really good anesthetic experience yeah it was great it was very smooth i was really impressed
1: yeah that is, that sounds very smooth
0: i was prepared but I was really impressed.
1: I know you were prepared. I, I just was curious, like your perspective, because, you know, we're always on the other side.
0: Totally. Um, and that yeah. part of it, I was glowing in a way because it made me feel good. I was like, yeah. oh, like, it's it's great. I love it when I see somebody <laughs> else do my job. Great. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um. So Zeba, are there any specific tips that you would tell a teammate if this happened to
0: them?
2: Yeah. So as I said before, let's number them. So okay, let's, number let's number, one, okay. Number one, as I said before, um, not to scare anybody, but the pain is really excruciating after mm. like a day after. Um, so you get home and then the night and the upcoming morning, the rest of the day and the next day will be super painful. Just yeah. a heads up. So I would say expect the pain. Especially when the nerve block wears off. And so the doctor was telling me that depends on the person, but just get ahead of the pain, especially um, with the medications and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And you know, what's
0: funny, Dion, this is the one thing that threw me off the most because. I always say that to my patients, but I actually don't know what it means. Part Mm -hmm. of the reason is, is she didn't get peripheral nerve catheters. So those of you out there who are listening, you know, you can get a nerve block that's a single shot. It lasts, you know, anywhere from 18 to 24 hours. Um, Some institutions and practices will send you home with a catheter, which means it's a nerve block that's attached to a pump and you can keep delivering pain medicine to your knee or to your area for days. We didn't have that option. Um, so I had to, you know, the nerve block wears off. But the thing is, is you don't know what level you're about to hit. With right. right. And um, so my tip for you or anybody listening would be keep a notepad. I was the one who was mainly giving the medications. So the person who's giving the medicine, you need to keep a list like Tylenol or, you know, acetaminophen every six hours, Mm -hmm. ibuprofen every six hours, the Percocet or oxycodone or whatever narcotic every Mm -hmm. four and six hours and kind of keep like a check, check boxes of like the dose and the next dose and the next dose. And you have to stay on schedule, like clockwork, especially those first few days after yeah, Because if you get behind on pain, I mean, it was really hard to catch her up. And she was taking almost like adult, like much higher narcotic doses than I was anticipating
1: mm-hmm.
0: initially to catch her up. So I definitely would recommend having all your prescriptions filled. We've talked about this in a prior episode as well. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what the episode was. I think it was about how to avoid narcotics um, post-operatively. But... Uh, this is a huge thing is to really be on top of the scheduling of all the dosing
1: completely. We could put that episode in the show notes once we figure out. The thing.
0: Yeah. I think people because should
1: refer to it. I think, I should. think
0: especially as a parent, even though I understand the medication better than anyone, I would yeah. say that, um, acutely postoperatively is incredibly painful. Yes. Like it's a short term, high dose, of pain medication that you will be able to wean off, but you have to get them through that. Cause if you don't, they will be absolutely They're, miserable. Yeah. They won't eat, they won't get up, they won't go to the bathroom. So really, ad- and you know, we're so used to giving medications IV mm-hmm. that it was tough cause this is oral. This is now I can't. So it takes
1: a little bit, yeah. Yeah, to, you have to, to
0: think ahead.
2: You have to get mm-hmm,
0: there. So that's mm-hmm. tip number one. Okay, go ahead. Tip number two.
2: Um, I would say tip number two would be to eat um, and drink because <laughs> you're gonna feel terrible. It's like eating or drinking at like five thirty in the morning. Like you don't want to do it. Um, it yeah. sucks, but the alternative is so much worse. Trust me. So when you eat, I think when you have the pain medication, I think she was telling me something about that. Uh, it really helps. Kind of whatever, digest it or something. <laughs> and so, I mean, like, we, I woke up one night at four thirty, right? I wasn't sleeping the entire night, so I woke up at like four thirty, like awake, awake, and I was like, my stomach was hurting like hell. It was terrible. Um, and so my mom got me like a piece of toast or whatever, and I ate it, and the and the effect was immediate. And so, and oh, good, hurting, like it helped. Yeah, it like mm-hmm. my stomach was stopped hurting. Like, yeah, it really was like. So it the
0: so, so that most, a balance for, yeah, sure. and the most important thing is and we say this to our patients, too, is mm-hmm. definitely eat something, even if it's just toast, but you need to eat something before taking the pain medication. yeah, like it needs to sit in there, okay? And that helps a lot. And, you know, definitely time the medis- pain medicine. So, if you're if I know, okay, Zeba's about to go to bed, she's about to get up and she wants to take a shower or move. I definitely time when her movement is to when I gave the last dose of pain Mm -hmm, medication. mm -hmm. You know, you don't want her up and moving before I'm about to re-dose the pain medication. Right. that's just going to cause more problems. Exacerbate
1: everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And on
0: that note, mom, dad, whoever's listening, it's important that one of you, um, we slept in, I slept next to her. Because yeah. you know, when they're uh, when she would wake up in the middle of the night, ice packs, everything. You need somebody around who's going to be able to run and get it.
1: Yeah, otherwise she's she's she can't function. One of her legs nope. is wasn't exactly functional. yeah
2: non weight bearing. Yeah. So tip number three: ice is your friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it helps with the pain um, on top of the medications because it actually it's the second most important thing I would say uh in terms of pain control because it numbs everything and helps. I had actually um ankle pain. Yeah. Um two uh, in addition to the knee pain which is great. But um, <laughs> I heard it.
0: I heard the sarcasm. Right. Um,
2: so I think it was because of compensation or something yeah. like that. Um, yeah I'd be and trying so- to explain things to her. <laughs> Like, why is my ankle hurting? I would put the ice on, and, yeah. like, within a second, uh, it, it helps so yeah, much. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
2: I, I also discovered a heating pad. um, Also works. So hot or cold. Definitely. Yes. Heating pads were much later, though. Yeah. I feel like initially
0: it was ice. I would recommend getting those flexible gel packs, like those mm-hmm. ice packs. They're, like, blankets. They're moldable. Mm-hmm. And she had to wear a bulky brace. So you can wrap the ice packs around the knee. You can move it to your ankle it's not going to make a like a wet mess everywhere um and you can just keep rotating them in the freezer so ice was like immediate relief for you Mm -hmm. yeah
2: okay um so tip number four Mm -hmm. you will definitely have a tough time sleeping so make sure i mean there's only so much you can do so find a comfortable position to spend the night um and the brace will be super uncomfortable so just Expect it, um, and then position yourself. Um, also, get a big pillow. I had this super long pillow. Um, I don't know pregnancy pillow. Uh, you know, it was like a pregnancy. You, didn't-
0: <laughs> was, you can tell we spent a long time together. So I got, <laughs> I got those.
1: Why do you even still have that? By the I way, I don't have
0: it. I had to go to like Home Goods or like, oh, okay, no. I'm like, wait, that's what? my tip. I was trying to explain to her, she didn't understand why I wanted to. I was on this mad hunt for a pillow. She was like, we mm-hmm. have pillows. I was like, no, you need this body pillow kind of thing to mm-hmm. prop
2: up the leg to so keep it elevated. What like really helped because I don't sleep on my back a lot, and you end up having sleep mm-hmm. on your back, you can't sleep on yeah. your stomach, mm-hmm. um, because of your knee.
0: Uh, Mm -hmm. And pressure.
2: So what we did once we got this pillow is you can. There's two positions you can sleep in. One, you can sleep on your back where you have your leg propped up, and I taped ice onto it. Um, which is Mm -hmm. another thing that is a tip. Uh, you Mm -hmm. can put an ice pack and you tape it on with like medical tape or whatever. Yeah, we you
0: you know how we like Mm -hmm. relax everything. It was basically that we like saran wrap that. Or you can
2: sleep on your side and have the pillow in between your legs. That's the Um,
0: maternity way, right? Mm-hmm. so yeah. that
2: helped a lot because i rarely i barely sleep on my back and it was super annoying because I, I wasn't getting any sleep i think that definitely contributed so once i slept on my side uh i definitely slept a lot more so yeah i mean if you're if, you generally, from- yeah, if you generally yeah yeah
0: so you know that's that's in tandem so what my tip would be don't spend a lot of money don't use your nice expensive ralph loren pillow like go to marshall's go to big lots or whatever get Cause it's gonna have ice packs dripping all over it,
2: so just get something comfortable that does the job. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tip number five: uh, keep yourself busy. Find something to watch binge, especially after the surgery. The first couple of days, um, you definitely yeah. have to keep yourself busy. So for me, we watch a whole lot of Modern Family. And, and then, <laughs> so much, I yeah, owe like that. Show. I love that
1: show, though. I love that show.
2: <laughs> and so, um. And when I got sick of that, my grandmother was in town. So she taught me how to like <gasps> crochet and I made a scarf and a couple of Oh, meetings. that's so awesome. So, yeah. yeah, it was also a cool memento. So, you can make sure you keep yourself busy because uh, you're just basically sitting in one spot for the entire
0: day. Yeah. Yeah. That was clutch. Okay. Yeah. Can, I, can I request a scarf? Huh? Yeah. Every, get you, Girl, she made one. Can I
1: request a scarf, please? as A, a Zeba special. A they exclusive
2: can i get a scarf
0: (laughs) okay go next what's the next
2: one um i would like to say uh also minimize your movement as you're walking around you want to just get things done because moving actually is really painful when you have Mm. movement really kind of inflames the pain so when i was going to the bathroom i was taking a shower after like a trip that took two minutes i was like in tears because it hurt so much Mm. so try to like if you're gonna move then do it then like mm-hmm. get it all out do it
0: in one shot yeah, yeah.
2: okay uh and next tip
0: uh you're getting into these tips <laughs> okay they're coming yes. out I'm like these are tips I didn't even hear about okay go to the next one
2: so I would say get fresh air uh not yeah. after not the first couple of days but like the third day you start to get a little stir crazy and I definitely went outside after the first couple of days and it helped so much with my mood I was miserable and then um I went and got you yeah I
0: came back from work one day and you know as a parent we know you can see the moods of your kid and like she was going a little bit she's not stir crazy in a weird way she was just really quiet and Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what let's go get some boba and like immediately a smile went on the face and you know we made a little run to boba went outside you know thankfully we're in Phoenix so it's warm even in the winter here Mm -hmm. um but just we know that just a change of scenery and yeah is nice
2: um have really good friends at school Mm -hmm. oh is
0: your next tip okay Yeah,
2: good friends (laughs) yeah have really good friends at school um and visit you so that you feel normal and um like they can distract you too but in terms of school having good friends really helps because you can take your backpack from place to place and then the people that you can rely on and that yeah. definitely definitely made an impact, and like I really appreciate it. Like it really helped so much. I could never be able to draw on my own because you're on crutches, and you have to go up and down stairs, and then elevators and backpacks, and like it's really good to have a good set of friends. Yeah, to help you through it.
0: Yeah, she did have a good, and other people too, you know, I'll have to say her soccer coach checked in and I want to say, I got lucky. The parents of Zeba's friends also were really helpful. They reached out, they would check in, they would drop by, a lot of snacks were delivered, um, offering rides and playdates. And uh, I mean, hangouts because they don't call them playdates at this age anymore. It's hangouts, hangouts. Okay. So friends are amazing.
1: No, that's good. That Support system, support mm-hmm. system
2: that's not just all adults, yeah. yeah, yeah. Tip number eight know that PT starts up fast, like they want you to start exercises, I think, a couple three days after. Yeah, they gave surgery. me a list in
0: the pack <laughs> you. Yeah. I was like, Whoa, like, yeah, it's a long road with the ACL repair, it's a yeah. long road. Also, a road.
2: I didn't do that immediately. I, my first PT session was actually like. a week week after so i Mm. on on that topic i want to say definitely take your time um in terms of going back to school and stuff like that definitely take your time you might get a little bit crazy sitting in one spot the entire day but trust me it it sucks when you when you you're stuck at school and like you can't move so definitely take your time take your time off um and because once you start there's no stopping
0: Yeah, I actually started her with a half day. That's a recommendation. I totally forgot that. Yeah, that's good. You know, what? I sent you to school and I said, let's do a half day because obviously I can't give her narcotic dosing to school, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, she can only have Tylenol or ibuprofen. So make that obviously clear to our listeners. No, you cannot send your kids on any kind of medication aside from Tylenol or ibuprofen. So I think I started off with a half day and then I came and picked you up at around like 12 or 1 at lunchtime. Brought her home. That helps transition into the full day because it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. And those hallways are scary when you're having a big break. I was terrified somebody was going to knock into her and like, you know. But so that was good. Ease into it. And obviously, I would say Mm -hmm. your physical therapist, Haley. Her name is Haley Bowick at Foothill Sports Medicine. They're amazing. She specialized in ACL rehab and they're just like a fun, supportive group. And when you're doing PT two to three times a week, it's really important that you like the team and you like the environment. So right. definitely got lucky there. Yeah. Yeah. I think we covered a lot. Yeah.
1: I think yeah. those are really good tips. Really, really good. Now that we're on the topic of PT, Mm -hmm. What motivates you to keep pushing yourself and staying disciplined with physical therapy? Because it's hard. I've had to do it myself and it's not easy.
2: Yeah. So a lot of people told me before the surgery happened, oh, you got to stay focused on PT. You got to keep up with it. Otherwise, you're going to fall behind and then you're not going to be the same you were before. Um, So then you realize that there's only one road to recovery and that's nine months Mm -hmm. of PT. (laughs) Well, as much as it sucks, that's the yeah. only option you got. And so for me, I really wanted to go back to playing and I still really want to go back to playing as yeah. soon as possible. Um, because I love soccer so much that I think that's my motivation to work as hard as I possibly can so yeah, I can get back as fast as I possibly can. And what if a- I slack, it's never gonna happen.
0: Yeah. That's true. Yeah. You are hardworking. But what about your mood? Like in terms of just keeping you Positive, not just the PT.
2: Mm -hmm. I say I'm naturally positive. Oh, yeah. I feel like definitely the progress of PT helps a lot because immediately after post op, I couldn't move my leg like two inches to the right or up or any direction really. And so after you start PD, like within a couple sessions, you're able to do so much more. So those milestones, Mm -hmm. like now I can do 30 leg lifts in a row and it gives me a lot of confidence. Um, there are moments when it feels like super sucky and depressing and I'm like oh my god I have an entire year left to beat yeah. before I can play again but so I really try to ignore that kind of that voice that voice or that perspective and I just try to work small improvements small improvements until I get to the big one um and so also surround yourself with positive people like my mom and my friends. <laughs> Who really care about me and, yeah. Also, I would say um, doing other activities because I realized personally uh, that soccer took up so much of my life that yes. I didn't realize. Yes, like, I could have oh told you that. <laughs> <laughs> and so I kind of, as I said before, crocheting. I learned how to do that. Or I've been spending time a lot with my mom lately because I know I can. And so she's been teaching me how to, like, cook more and stuff like that or art. So I do think that's really I get it. Yeah, absolutely. It's good. It's such a life
0: lesson, Dion, too, because, you know, club sports take up. So ask any parent. OK, it's just it totally monopolizes your life. And then you get an injury or something happens and you don't play. And all of a sudden you have this free time. And I just feel like good life yeah. lesson, like diversify yeah. your interests. Like she loves art. She took art classes. You know, there's other things that you can do that are interesting. Yeah.
2: Your whole world yeah. isn't so it's soccer it, in a weird way it's kind of like an opportunity it's gonna sound corny but like the setback is also like an opportunity <laughs>
1: i love it I'm gonna, that's gonna be my new instagram quote gonna- um, <laughs> she's cringe we we'll call she's this like, cringe like, why did i agree to do this show
0: <laughs> i love it Ava. you had a life lesson no it's 12.
1: really no i really like that i really do And it's true to, it's good to diversify um, because, you know, you still have a ways to go um, and there's just so much out there. So I'm glad you're dabbling in new things and not just sitting around moping. So that's, that's good.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, as um, I will say another thing that's really good um, as a parent, get that on board before surgery starts, you know, the surgery is coming, like introduce other things to your kid, just, you know, to get them prepared for that Mm -hmm. mentally. You know, Deanna, I would say this this whole experience, I know we're going to wrap up, but this whole experience, the best analogy I can think of to all the parents who are listening, it reminded me almost of being postpartum. And I know it's not a perfect analogy, but I felt like I could see a lot of things she was going through and anticipate them because you know how when you get pregnant and you're having a baby, everybody focuses on the pregnancy? Yeah, and the actual change for a lot of women and families is not having the baby it's everything that comes after having the baby mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right and it's like the pain the ice packs the feeling of isolation in moments yeah. like the one minute you're like really fine and the next minute you're not fine and then you need that support network of family and friends um you know having Comfortable bedding, having comfortable clothing, right. water bottles ready, watching your mood and your nutrition—it kind of had a little bit of that feeling to it as well. Mm-hmm. So that's the best kind of analogy I could I could give it. I think this is actually in some ways harder than I remember, just because it takes a while. We're obviously not not weight bearing for weeks, mm-hmm. you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but. It's got just got that feeling of it's it's not the actual surgery or the event itself for a lot of people. For some people it is, so I don't want to diminish that, but for a lot of people it's the aftermath That's right. that is is quite an adjustment period.
1: And nothing know? prepares you for it until you yeah experience yeah. it. So Yeah.
0: And then when you go through it, you definitely feel like I need to tell the next, my next friend. Right. You know, you're like, let me, let me, it's not all about the gift registry and the baby diapers. It's actually how you feel. Right. Right. You know, and how how do you get prepared through that?
1: So Zeba, we learned a lot today and you're doing, um, what what you're doing is, is helping the next person. They're going to listen to this episode and they're going to feel so prepared You know for their surgery and afterwards uh, you know they'll know what to do and what things to have to go to home goods and get a a pregnancy pillow (laughs) (laughs) they'll they'll know all those tips so this is really really great so you know for every kid out there parents have your kids listen to it parents i think this is also helpful for you because you get the parent perspective from you know dr maliha so that's it for today um, for more Ivory Drip, head to our website at theIvyDrip.co, or follow us on Instagram at theivorydrip underscore podcast. Email us your questions and comments at info at or send us a DM. We love to hear from you. So share with us your experience. Let us know any questions that you may have. Most importantly, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find it all on all streaming platforms. Leave a review and spread the love.
0: All right, now we close out every episode. I think I told you this. Tip of the day, Zeva, if you had a tip, what would it be?
2: Take advantage of having other people do things for you. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: like, I Love mean, that. my siblings were <laughs> so nice to me. I was like, is this a different person? Cause you can order them around, pass me the remote, give me a glass of water. She was milking I need a massage. Oh, I would too. <laughs> um, <laughs> Also, stay, stay really calm during the surgery. I mean, this is a lot. Like, I mean, we're telling you how, how much pain it's going to... You cure, are. Or I'm <laughs> telling you how much pain you're going to experience. But definitely, you're going to experience way more pain if you are... Fighting it. Fighting it. Or Anxious, yeah. You, so even mm-hmm. the surgery itself is going to be a lot harder. You just got to stay calm. It Don't around. catastrophize. Yeah, That's what kind I always of say. Like, mm. hmm accept it. It's going to happen, but don't freak out about it.
0: All right.
1: Amazing. I love it. All right. Zabe, I'm serious about that scarf. <laughs> <laughs>